Hello, and welcome back to Boundaries Plus. I am your host, Portia, and I am so happy to be back with you all. I hope that you have enjoyed the last couple of episodes in a slightly different format, doing the joint podcast with my best friend, Rebecca. Just one of my favorite things to do. Uh, We've labeled it TikTok Talk Tuesday, which is a mouthful. But if you know anything about my best friend, you know that she loves alliteration. And it's also just fun to say. Uh, It's exciting sharing that with you. And we look forward to bringing you more in the future. Uh, So please make sure if you haven't already subscribed to my podcast here, as well as Rebecca's It Is White Woman Whisperer, which you can find on her website, which is whitewomanwhisperer.com. Today, I wanted to talk about parasocial relationships in a way, and also the support that we give the people around us that we admire or think highly of. When we have somebody that you either follow on social media, that you like their music, that you like their acting, and you watch them and you follow their work and you engage in their work, you find yourself building this parasocial relationship, right? Where you have access to them based off of uh, a video that's uploaded, a movie that's released or a song that's released. You have that access to them because they are sharing that piece of them with you. And as you continue to support this person, you find yourself engaging more. And what can also happen is that you start to find yourself having almost an allegiance to this person where you feel that you need to protect them or you want to make sure they're always okay. Almost like you would treat a friendship in your life offline, right? Somebody in your life that you see every day that moves amongst you. What can also happen with those parasocial relationships is you can find yourself so engaged and so engrossed and so committed to this person that you enjoy that you find yourself defending them in ways that can be harmful to others. All of us, all of us are infallible human beings. We will all make mistakes. We will all have missteps. We will all say things or do things that just are not in the way that normally aligns with who we are or what we normally think, or we might say something or do something in a way that is offensive or offends a group or a person. These things happen. I have said many times before that we mess up and messing up is not the worst thing that can happen. What can happen is if there's not a learning from that mess up and there's no growth from it. Speaking specifically about supporting and backing somebody that you have found yourself adoring through whatever connection that you have via a parasocial relationship. Sometimes when you see that person expressing some sort of discomfort or or hurt or pain, the instinct is to go into defensive mode. How can I protect them? What went wrong? Who hurt them? And in response, you go to where it appears the source of pain is coming from and release all of that rage and protectiveness and those big emotions on that person. The issue with that is that sometimes when people speak from hurt emotions, and in this this situation, let's talk about your favorite. If your favorite is speaking from hurt emotions or big feelings in response to maybe some feedback that they got, sometimes they will say things and not come from a place of, okay, maybe I messed up. This is what was said. It did make me feel this way. And also what I have learned is X, Y, Z. And that's important, that and also. 
Because again, we can have the big emotions. We can have big feelings. We can even respond from those big feelings if we have sat with them first and then given the next steps. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I'm going to do differently. Here's what we can do differently. But if we cut it off there at just expressing the big emotions based off of something that was said, done, or seen, if you find yourself going to the purported source of harm and doing nothing but pushing back and, and berating and chastising, you have not gotten the full picture. And what has happened now is that you have found yourself so engaged in borrowing emotions and feelings from this person that you adore, that you follow, that you've created this relationship with. Again, a parasocial relationship. You've created this emotions, these emotions and these feelings, this relationship that you then find yourself unleashing on an unintended target, which does no good. It is always best to take a beat and zoom out and look at an entire situation before racing to the defense, before borrowing outrage and going to somebody to say something because your favorite is hurt. Just like in your everyday life, you need to take that beat before you respond. I've said before, when you feel big emotions, when that feeling comes, if you're feeling uncomfortable or something is wafting over you, pay attention to where it's at in your body and allow yourself to sit with those big feelings before making that next step. Taking that, taking that minute can so drastically change the outcome of a conversation. It can so drastically change the intent with what you are saying and the impact with what you are saying. So when that's not happening, then you find yourself to the defense of somebody who likely did not need your defense. And what can also happen is sometimes that person that you find yourself fighting for defending has gone quiet. And what does that look like? What does that look like if you found yourself fighting, fighting, fighting for somebody who's gone quiet as a response to feedback because they spoke initially from emotion and not without sitting those big feelings? Here's what it can look like from the person on the other side, not the person that you are following or that you adore or any of those things. Let's just call the person that has made the egregious statement, potentially egregious statement, person A. Person A makes a statement. Person B provides some feedback to person A. Person A has really big feelings about that feedback and expresses those feelings and goes quiet. Now we have the people who adore person A who have potentially seen what person B said and without taking that beat and without taking a step back and zooming out and listening to what person B said and hearing the feedback piece and not just the, this person is now talking back to my, my favorite. If you don't take that moment, then you find yourself coming directly towards person B saying you're wrong. You don't care about anything. You should do this different. The way that you're talking is rude. You're going to drive everybody away all of these things. Meanwhile, person A is still sitting there, has not said anything. Person B is now faced with this vitriol, this, these words that are heinous and attacking and tone policing, all because person A expressed some big emotions without taking that minute, without taking that minute. 
I want to make sure I'm clear there because again, expressing from big emotions is not the problem. It is when you don't have the next steps. The person A is still sitting there, possibly and hopefully working through what should have been worked through prior to the statement being made. Now person B is sitting underneath a pile of critique and violent words and harm and tone policing in response to person A's big feelings. Now person B has what? Also these big emotions, but nowhere to express them because anything that they say now is going to be viewed as, well, you shouldn't have said anything in the first place, or if you would have said it differently, this, that, and the other. Let's fast forward. Let's say that person A has now had a chance to sit with what they were feeling, zoom out and recognize that they received some feedback that could have been a gift. They received some feedback that could have been a a step in the right direction towards decolonizing, towards unlearning and relearning, towards looking at a bigger picture situation. So they sit with that and they realize, you know what? I spoke a bit too soon. Now that I have sat with this, I recognize that I miss an opportunity for feedback. And maybe they will make that vocal. The issue is, is that gap in between where their fans or their supporters or their followers or any of those people that find themselves in this parasocial relationship with person A, because they have not addressed that with them prior that damage has been done. The harm has been caused to person B. So even when person A, even when person A has decided to sit with everything and zoom out and then come back and say, okay, I was incorrect or I was speaking rashly, the damage has been done. The damage has been done. Now in this situation, there are, there's, there's opportunities for a lot of people to sit with something before saying something. When somebody provides you feedback, and I've spoken with this ad nauseum on my social plat- social media platforms, and I think even here, when somebody offers you feedback, let's discuss this first. Feedback is a gift. Feedback is a gift. When feedback is done in a way that is looking for healing and growth and, and, and learning, it is a gift. You have the opportunity to hear where something could have been said differently or something could have been looked at differently or something could have been viewed differently. Something that gives the opportunity to present something in a way that is towards the step or working towards healing and working towards growth. That is a gift. And feedback is something that, that nobody is guaranteed and that nobody is required to give somebody else. It's also important to note that feedback comes from a place of care. Even if it comes out of exasperation, it comes from a place of care. Because without feedback, nothing changes. And if nothing changes, that means that nobody cares to make that change. So in this instance, person A had the opportunity to take a beat and say, here's this feedback. First of all, why am I feeling activated by this feedback? Why is this having me feeling hot on the back of my neck? Why do I want to instinctually push back and say, no, you're not right. You're not understanding. You're not getting it. Take that beat. If you feel that somebody's not going to understand what you say in the, in the heat of the moment, think about why they're not going to understand it. 
oftentimes when somebody doesn't understand or they misinterpret or you feel that somebody's not understanding or they're misinterpreting what you're saying, it's because we're responding from these big emotions that we have not allowed ourselves to sit with, understand them, and then communicate them with that different viewpoint. So person A had that opportunity to take that beat. The people who love and adore and follow and support person A also have a moment to take a beat. When you see people having an, an, an exchange, an interaction, conflict of any type, conflict is okay. When you see this happen, it is, it is imperative to also step back and take a beat. Because if you have two people having an interaction and you really, really love one person, but you're not so sure about the other, or you really, really love one person and you kind of like the other person, human instinct is to jump to the person that we really, really love to make sure they're okay. But we also have to make sure that we're supporting them in an intentional way that also moves towards the goal of growth and healing. So taking that beat and recognizing, okay, I am feeling really big emotions because my favorite is also hurting, but how about if I sit for a minute and find out exactly why they're hurting? Find out exactly why they're feeling the way that they're feeling? Allow them to work through those big emotions and then decide what does support for this person look like? I'm speaking very broadly, but I also want to kind of bring this back home. The last week has been a very interesting and very telling week in, in a very almost expected week for how we see accomplices and self-proclaimed allies and self-identified leftists and liberals, especially white leftists and liberals who are having an issue with taking that beat before they back their favorite. This instance is where we have person A in this situation is a white person who's making their feelings known about something. Person B says, okay, and also there's this viewpoint that this needs to be considered. Person A says, yeah, you're misunderstanding me. And at that statement, yeah, you're misunderstanding me, person A's camp comes running over to person B and has every foul thing to say, every finger pointing, every, you're doing it wrong. You need to do this. You need to be nicer. You need to care more. All because person B said, let's take a minute and zoom out. And the reason why I'm bringing up white leftists and white liberals is because the conversation that's been had is that if we're not careful, if we're not careful when we watch and we work with white leftists and white liberals, that if they find themselves offended or if they find themselves defending something that they feel needs defending when actually it just needs some work, they can find themselves going so far left thinking that they're doing the quote unquote right thing that they end up aligning themselves with people that they call on the right. If you find yourself in a situation where you have two people that are fighting for the same goal, but there is a hiccup in what's being said and your instinct is to jump on, on the bandwagon of bad mouthing or critiquing or trying to control another person then you're not doing the work of an accomplice or an activist or an ally that you think that you might be doing, especially when person B 
is from a marginalized community, whether they are Black, whether they're disabled, whether they are queer, whether those intersections all run together. If your instinct is to try and shut up the marginalized person to make sure that the white person stays louder, I really want you to think about how that makes you any different from the people that you say you are so vehemently against. This is not to say that you can't self-identify as a leftist or a liberal. You can self-identify as much as you want. But I also want to give everybody an invitation if you're so focused on the label and you're so focused on the title, then what happens is that you find yourself trying to operate solely in the definition of those two things where leftists and liberals can change because we're talking politics. There's not really a partisan situation, which is another conversation. But what's most importantly, if you find yourself in this situation, you find yourself trying to identify with, with the work that you want to do, step away from terms like leftists and liberals and step into terms like anti-racist, decolonizer, uh, somebody that's relearning, somebody that's re-educating themselves. These are titles that come with an action, that come with behavior, that come with with decisions that you are making to truly drive home change and not just say, I'm not like the other guys. Because othering yourself from your white peers is again, not much different than the people that you say that you are trying to push back against or fight against. This can be a big, heavy conversation. This might, I hope that this really has people thinking about how they are showing up for themselves and for the people that they say that they support. I really hope this is an invitation. I hope people take the invitation to make sure that they are not letting their love and the protection of their favorites get in the way of the critical thinking that is necessary for situations like this when they happen. And I really hope that people take the invitation to understand that you can and you should continue to support the people that you love and the people that you enjoy and the people that you care about. You should absolutely do that. This is not a call to not support the people that you care about. It is an invitation to make sure that you're doing it intentionally to make sure that not only are you working towards growth and healing, but also the person that you love and support. And lastly, the invitation is let people have some room to make mistakes, but to also learn from the mistakes. If a mistake happens, when a mistake happens, because again, we are human beings, when a mistake happens, let the mistake happen. Sit with the feelings that come from that incident. You're going to have big feelings. You should have big feelings. Those big feelings let you know that something is a little bit up or a little off or something is up in your mind and you need to pay attention to that. After you sit with those big feelings, then make the next step. Okay, where do I go from here? What can I adjust? What could I have done differently? What could I have changed? Did I not give myself a chance to truly appreciate the larger picture beyond just how my feelings felt? All of these opportunities to just, again, keep moving towards healing. This also gives you the opportunity to pay close attention to the boundaries that you have for yourself and for other people. Because just like the people that you enjoy have boundaries for how much access that you can have towards them, if you are a supporter of them, you also need to have boundaries for how much of that access you take. You also need to have boundaries for how much of yourself that you give away as a way to support this other person. 
just take a beat. If there's anything else I can say from situations like this, take a beat, zoom out and look at what your bigger picture is. That is going to be the best way to make sure that you accomplish that, that the work that you're doing keeps going in the right direction and that the people around you are doing what they need to do in an intentional way that has your support while you get to remain true to yourself. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for enjoying this conversation. I truly hope again that you hear this with the intent that I am giving it. And that is just that we can all take the opportunity to take a beat, to be intentional, to hold our boundaries. And all of this can happen while still supporting the ones that we love. I love you all. Make sure you stay hydrated and I will see you all soon.